Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working night to Good morning, Tallahassee. Oh, my voice cracked. I'll say. That was a bit of a Peter Brady moment, is what it was. <laughs> That's what it is. Puberty. Once again, twice in a lifetime for everyone. <laughs> I am so grateful to be 55, so that's not really life. You don't have much of a choice, so being grateful is probably mm-hmm. where it's at. I'm Patty Wilson. That's Scott Cowart. Our show's called Patty's Playhouse. We sell houses. House talk with a happy ending. Every time. Each and every time, right? You got it. So, we're going to talk about... What is our topic today? Well, inflationary issues mm. in the market. Yeah. And the not being in a bubble. And, and rents in Tallahassee have gone up 45%. If you can get one. If you can get one. So, we're going to talk about that today. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about, Scott? Well, all of those things are... Of topic these days, for sure, considering um, that you can't find a place to rent, and there are or plenty, live. Of pe- plenty of people who are looking to, and there are people who are renting that are looking to buy and can't. Mm-hmm. So it is a vicious circle. Although I was working with one this weekend, and not only are they renting, but I got them the contract on the house that Yay. they want to buy. Yay! Eight offers later. Sorry to well, that's, the, that's sorry light. to the rest of you. My eight. kids still trying to get a house 
she she made an offer in a townhome in Harrisburg, Central Pennsylvania. Thirty offers. Wow. You're wow. pricing it too low. I wow. mean, that's all that's about. The the problem with that pricing it too low is that it really does hurt those that are looking at that number from a different perspective. Than the I think the offer number, the well, original. Yeah, I mean, because you and I, at, and probably those at home who are listening or in your car, wherever you are, but remember our dollar listing. Mm-hmm. So that we listed kind of, that, a home for a dollar right, because we were it was a coming soon and we were testing the market to kind of see what things look like. Obviously, our board didn't like that, but that's nor here nor there. The importance of that is, did anybody really think that was a dollar? No, they didn't. And you really shouldn't look at any offering price as that number either, because it is highly unlikely. That's why I really like the British method. I do, too. Because it literally says on the listing, it's the minimum we're going to take. Don't even submit one. It's the minimum. And in this market, everyone should look at it that way. And if it stays on the market for a month and they want to change their mind, then so be it. But I've even seen or that, even three days. But I have seen those that I am shocked that a month and a half later have now sold and for a price that in my own neighborhood that I would never imagine just by holding out. So I can't say that even then that people are really reducing. I am seeing some reductions, very, very, very little. I just know that. that when you list a unit for two twenty, you're not taking two twenty. So why are you doing it? Especially at at that you're causing price yourself point, more sure. so much work as the agent, but there's so much ego involved in that because for I sure. talked to another realtor recently, and she was going to low. Uh, we talked about pricing, and I was helping her, and she said, "Oh, I I, I want multiple. Why do you want multiple offers? Do you really want twenty five people hounding you? Like, come on." You know it's going to go higher, so just take the price higher. Just take it, and then it funnels that out because you're not accepting two hundred and twenty. You're never going to accept two twenty. You you're going to get more. And thirty offers. So that's thirty families that have no place to go. It's just it's just crazy that, that are sitting by waiting idle, hoping Hope, that something yeah. comes out. Right. And I just I mean I feel I have. People don't think I have a lot of empathy, but I really do. I just, it's just in my head, I'm so limited is what I can do because that's the market and that's the system we have. It isn't specifically at that price point. I mean, honestly, anything that is 150 to 300, you can just expect it. I mean, just be prepared. And I don't know the amounts of the other offers, but I do know that mine wasn't the highest. I just know you had better terms. I had the best terms that she received, along with a very considerable offer. And where Molly is, it terms don't seem to matter. Like I was like, "Can you write in the clauses? Look at the net, because there's ways to fashion it so the net is higher to the seller than mm-hmm. just the list price." But the agents are—they're all new. And they're not even looking at the net. They only want appraisal gaps. Even if you're giving up commission, you're not reading the package. You're just, you're just hoping it works. And you're, I'm like, okay. I mean, the only thing they care about up there is appraisal gap because they know it's not going to appraise. Yeah. So I- a situation happened on the internet. <laughs> we have mastermind groups. The situation so is on the ne- internet. Never, never a good sign. <laughs> no. And <laughs> folks had. They were the sellers 
the buyers had an appraisal gap of ten thousand okay. dollars. So if the home didn't appraise, they'd pay up to they'd pay up to ten thousand dollars different. It did not appraise, and now the buyers don't want to pay the ten thousand dollars. They're saying the appraisal's faulty, so they're trying to uh, get a reconsideration of value on the appraisal. Which good luck, it's not going to come in higher, it and it's not going to come in lower. He's really probably not going to change it at all. Because there's no reason to. So if it did, let's just follow And he up. Let, knew. But let's follow He knew from reading the contract that the buyer had an appraisal right, gap. Right, but let's just follow that through. Imagine for a moment that they do this, mm-hmm. and it does appraise. You're still paying the amount. You're just not. Financing it. Right. You're just financing it. So that's really the difference. Again, it's the same thing we talked about on the last show. It's what people say and what they really mean are, are two, two di- totally what they're different things. saying to things. get the contract. Correct. And then, Correct. so you have the $10,000 that you don't want to pay out. Yep. So you ask for a reconsider. When you don't get that, then they switch lenders. So now they're waiting another three, four weeks to get an appraisal done. That appraisal gap is wishy-washy. And, and I like a clean contract. Know what you're going to get. Walk away. Like, walk away. Well, I mean, as if I were your agent and... I was handling that from the seller's perspective. I would say allow them to walk away. Let them help them walk <laughs> them away. Have a backup offer. Right. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, they showed proof of funds that they had the cash for the to pay the appraisal gap, but still people don't like parting with yeah, their cash. Yeah, they don't want to do it. Because they don't want to do it. Well, in this market, everybody is back in negotiating, though. I mean, this is just another example of it. Mm-hmm. So now you have to write in there, there will be one appraisal. Whatever it comes out to be, it will be well, this. Well, you're trying to and catch it's not the like market. That, and it's not like the sellers are selecting it. And it's not like the buyers are selecting it. So it's a third party. And I the, would and not, the appraiser I the would contract. not be an appraiser for anything. Uh-huh. No, no, you know, take it however you want. <laughs> I, I would an not. I know. And I wouldn't do it. I it wouldn't is, do it. It's brutal. That's crazy it's brutal. That's just so they're trying to lambast to the appraiser who's just doing his job. Correct. Because you don't want to pay 10 down. Because everything and that you did trust contractually. Me, trust me, in three years, when these poor people are trying to refinance and can't, because they're they're technically overpaying intentionally to get into a home because they've got that FOMO going on. <laughs> and if you don't have FOMO and you just need a place to live, then you got to pay what you got to pay. Right. I mean, but that, don't come back. On the three three year round, when it's time to oh, I, I could refinance. I want to put a kitchen in, and you can't because you're buried in the house. That's on you. But it's going to come back on the appraiser, and it's going to come back on that realtor. I so trust. Me. I'm I'm curious. It came back last time. I'm curious, and and you know, Molly, your daughter may or may not know all of the information, but I'm wondering, are things such as financing or cash or any of those items important up there yes okay a lot of it is cash okay she's had really strong offers fashioned properly but she's being bid out by cash again these people are using their 401ks because these aren't big homes so they're small homes or townhomes they're you they're betting against their 401k which is going to go down so you're paying back yourself twice because we're in an inflationary market And then you have to, and then you're like, what do I do now? Time rolls on. Like, Always does. I'm like, I just shake my head. I, I mean, I mean, she's doing like, her offers were like a $3,000 appraisal gap. So it was very minuscule in the end. 
but still. And just for the followers at home, we're not saying that we're expecting anything to change dramatically in the market where your that's what we're going to talk where, about. Where your value isn't there. The challenge that I hear you saying, Patty, is that people are so willing to adversely overpay that that's really the challenge. Because you've made a decision at some point to pay way more in mm-hmm. order to get in. But the market's not caught up to you yet. And we expect the market to catch up. It usually does. Look How at, long look did at, it take now? Look, right. 10 years? It took 10 years? I mean, more than that, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took... It took a long time for yeah. the market to increase. So if you're looking at a 2% market, which is the standard market, each year, time on task, 2%, 2%, 2%, you're not going to have enough you're pay not for getting your that. Kitchen, you're not getting your you're 20% get. like mm-hmm. you have been lately. Nope. Well, not at all. So stick with us. Segment one's already over. Can you believe it? 850-656-0009. This is Patty's song. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Welcome back. It's Patty and Scott. Our number is 850-656-0009 if you want to buy a house. Which we want you to buy a house. house. We just want you to buy a house for a great price. Or sell a house for a great price. Sell a house for a great price. Or rent. So we're going to talk this segment. We talked last segment about just the market and these appraisal gaps. And it's jacking up the price. And I just hope that these buyers remember in three to four years when they go to refi and they paid out their monies from their 401ks or their retirements that they're not going to have the equity that they thought. I just hope sellers start to think more roundly, if you will, with regards to that even if there's an appraisal gap, there's still a contingency period in most cases. People can still walk away if they don't want to do what they say they're going to do. And that happens a lot. So where many sellers are feeling odd about their house going back on the market because of the days of old where it looked like something was wrong with it or something went wrong with the inspections or whatnot. These days, I think it's very little of that. I think it's more so people putting it back on the market because they took the wrong offer. This was my advice to someone else. You got a great offer. Take it. If you have to put it back on the market, oops. Deal with it. Like, take the offer. It's a great offer. And don't be worrying about 20 days from now. You're worrying about something that hasn't happened. Correct. Because I think our marketing plan and how we we present the home, and it's the presentation to the home. We do a lot up front. Up front. So if it comes back on, it just comes back on. I'm not worried about inspections, and I'll say so. But don't worry about that. Don't don't worry about it. If they don't buy it, they don't buy it. Put it back on the market. It'll still go fast. Probably, and, 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 you and in had, many like, cases, more. It was for even more money yeah. than the first offer because yeah. they were lollygagging around, yes. and then they were like, they couldn't get the financing together, so they had to terminate. And waited till the 15th day. Now, sometimes you'll see that house I posted on my Facebook page, and it was about, oh, the soot, the soot comes with it. Yeah. It was actually mold. Mm. Someone, uh, my friend Alan Tucker said it looked like mold. It was mold. Wow. And it was also in central Pennsylvania. So it was mold. They pay cash for it because they're going to flip it. They don't care. But it, it was obvious. Like in that, in the remarks, it said, oh, buyer's loss is your gain. That buyer walked away with it, away from that house with from a ton of money mm. because they wanted the house and it comes out of mold and then they had to walk away. I mean, that's 
Walk Away Joe. Remember that song? No, I don't. Garth Brooks. Oh. No, it's not. Trisha Yearwood. I was about to say, Walk Away Joe. I've never heard that Trisha song. Trisha Yearwood. At all. Mm-hmm. From either. Oh, yeah. She sings it. It was one of her first songs. Hmm. Walk Away Joe. Mm-hmm. Well. So, I mean, it just happens. But I be mean, honest it, about it. The agent needs to be honest about the reason instead of just saying buyer financing, which to me is a cue for the appraisal. Yeah. I mean, didn't appraise and you're still trying again. I, a lot of people are I, <laughs> lost for words because mm-hmm. it just is bother, it it bother, it bothers me. So no one calls anything what it is anymore. No one. It's literally saying something to divert attention from reality literally and it's just very difficult to tread those waters for me so why do you think we're not in a bubble well i don't think we're in a bubble and i have reasons why well there's many that i think are for those in you on facebook i now have a finder (laughs) are are clear back then the the inventory was i mean especially new construction it was off the charts mm-hmm. we we had tons of inventory people were buying second third tertiary homes i mean they they were buying more than they could afford and in hopes that this bubble would continue and so when we started to see this tightening of things not only and I look back at appraisals back then. I mean, they were doing drive-by appraisals. I mean, you, you must know this. I do. It, it literally was not even something that was protecting people. We don't have any of those same issues today. And where people are overly concerned about making sure that their their value stays there, Where's that music coming I know, I from? I keep hearing music. Um, oh, John. Yeah. So where people are concerned of their value, I don't know how we see a tremendous decrease in value because one of the main issues that has increased value has been cost of labor, cost of product, cost of material. So all of those things are going to continue for some time. And even when they don't, I don't know that we're ever going to see the change in what economically people are making anymore. Therefore, I don't see the value decreasing consequently. I don't know how it could. And stricter lending guidelines. Yeah. Like even before they raised the rates this month, lending guidelines are very strict. Very. So that when it was in the 2005 and six, there was no lender guidelines. Anybody, you have stated income, you could have whatever you wanted. And that's not... It's by, not like that. By seven, eight, 12 homes. Mm-mm. Go for it. So, and you have rising interest rates. Yep. Which are, they basically have gone up a full point in like a week. So it's a lot. Foreclosures are almost non-existent. I mean. Like Chris gets a foreclosure because he'll get my husband. Chris is an appraiser. He'll get a pre-foreclosure. So it's the banks want to know what are we looking at if we foreclose on this unit. And a unit is a house or a townhome or whatever. So I call it a unit. So what do we get if we close on the unit? And they're like. So they want to know, what's this look like? And it's so hard to appraise a crap house now because so many of the homes have been fixed up. Right. It's really, really hard to appraise a crap home. It's really, really hard. Because what do you do? You you have to find another crap home that's right. sold in the last six months, and there that's, isn't. Someone hasn't swiped Very up and hard. already changed yep. it. And pay cash for 
foreclosures that are a record low, a lot of that is there was moratorium on foreclosures right. and evictions. But you have a really strong job market. Strongest. And uh, strongest ever. Well, it's all post-COVID. I mean, it's not correct. real. Some of it's not real. Some of it's just returning to work. It, but it is like, what it is. I'm going to go back to Leon County. That freaking Amazon's going to open up in the next few weeks. A few weeks has been less than 16. And you are going to have a problem with they are paying top dollar. And most businesses in this town cannot. They cannot yes. pay or won't. Can't, won't. The mentality of we're going to keep it small. We're going to do things the way we've always done. And then you got Amazon coming in and go, whoa, we can't. Yeah, you, My son's starting college again. You won't be able for to. For free. You won't be able to. And Amazon has all these connections with all these schools. Like he was going to get IT. So all these connections with all these schools. So it's a legit, I forget the name of it. It's a legit, like, see, it's like Phoenix online. Right. And it's free. It's free. I mean. So you have a thousand jobs minimum coming out of and- wherever else. For seventeen dollars an hour, medical on day one, day one, and college after ninety days. Yep. I mean, and you work four ten-hour days, and overtime is on an app. Click click. You can schedule four hours overtime, twelve hours overtime, whatever it is. Click click. All done. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot for people to tolerate. It is for sure, and as and no stress at your job. And as people are making more money like that, they're going to be looking to buy homes. <laughs> they're going to be looking to leave rentals. They're going to. I mean, it's it's this whole cycle that I think Tallahassee has been in its own little bubble for so long that things like this are really going to change it. And the beauty of we and have that's a, not a bad thing. We I have a think. Facebook group. I think Tish is an admin now. I think a major admin is called Living Tallahassee, and right. it's fascinating to watch the new people coming in migrating into leon county and then the old school tallahassee people we don't want a bigger airport we don't want they really don't want it why like why would you not want a bigger airport they're the same people that still love barnaby's okay well that's gone too they're the same people that still love that old town it's gone though if you don't grow you die it's gone and i'm sorry i love my little town with a little Translux theater and the little, but it's gone. Like there's now twelve grocery stores. It's gone. Yeah, I it's mean, I, I think we all like the the feel and the sentimentality. But the fight of that. between those two mentalities. But the reality is, really is if you are, if you lack a change management style in life, you will be left behind. There's just no way to and, avoid and, it. And it, and then you're ended up like Monticello. Correct. Where you can't pay your bills and the schools are crap. Well, you don't want that. So I do believe that most are, that all of the things that you said with regards to the items that are keeping us out of that bubble, Mm -hmm. but I I have so many people that they're not even asking about the bubble anymore. They're just concerned of value. And I just personally don't see how value decreases it won't Anytime decrease in the near future. But as homes are being built, that's going to start leveling off oh, by 2023. Completely. completely. Well, I get, I it get will that. start leveling I get off, that, but... which is why in three to five years, you're you're going to still be at a level. Right. When you've but been it, used to but like. There's nothing bang. wrong with that. Yep. Not bad. Stick no with us. Patty Wilson, Scott Coward, 850 656 0009.
Welcome back, Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. Our website's pattyandscott.com. Pretty That's, easy. <laughs> we try to make it very simple. We do want to welcome, last time we were here, John Laney, our new agent, was sitting in the little playhouse area. So he's fully on board now. Got his signs. Got some listings com- coming through, so it's nice. Good for John. I've known him a long time. It's nice. I'm happy to have him. John Laney. John Laney. L-A-N-E-Y. Mm-hmm. We just call him He's John. He's a good guy. He's a hiker. He likes to hike the Appalachian Trail. And Can't relate. Me either. Ticks. Ticks. Jaguar. But I'm glad there are people who do. Mountain lions. Yeah. Bears. Sleeping Mm-mm. in a hammock. Mm. Yeah. I don't camp. No. Mm-mm. Like, he's like, oh, there's a shelter. <laughs> oh, yay. I don't camp. I don't RV. He tells me stories just for things. me to laugh, I think. I, think that's I like to drive from A to B and have a place to stay when I get to B. So everyone, we were, everyone's talking about inflation. Everybody. So the, the hardest part for me with inflation, just personally to watch as a realtor, is rents. It's very, very sad. And I, I don't know. I think sales, I read an article this week, was the best... <clears throat> The best response and the best answer to inflation is inflation. You know, at some point, there's just a tipping point where people aren't just going to tolerate it anymore. They're just not going to buy the product. Right. So then you're going to have to lower your price. Right. Michael Vaughn, who owns Mike's Limos, Mike's Moving, he showed a post on Facebook, which is a generator, which had been $2,500 and is now $6,500. That's not Putin. That's not Biden. That's not shipping. That's gouging. So he's not buying a generator. You just take care of the one you got. Right. Right. You don't have to replace it all the time. But if you're driving a Tesla, you might need one mm. because you might need gas when you can't get it. So that's something like they're like, I need three generators just for my Tesla. Because if I'm in a place where I can't get charged, what do you do? Or the charging centers are so long. The lines are so long to charge. What are you going to do? Now, in Tallahassee, we're insulated to that as well. But the more people who have these cars, the fewer EV chargers there are. You're going to be waiting in line for a long time. Are, are those universal, those chargers? I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. And I've wondered how, I, I don't think how they, they address that. I think they pay like a fee, like the Tesla ones. But I, I don't think so. I'd have to ask. Well, Jeff's, One of our agents Jeff's has BM, one. Jeff's BMW was, was the charge. It, you had one put in your house, right? But right? it but it wasn't universal. No. You couldn't use a Tesla charger. Oh, you couldn't? No. And they it, I mean it was a twenty nineteen at the time. He don't, he no longer has a car, but maybe it was just the maybe brand. it's better now. Yeah, I'm know. sure that they all want their own little lease but, on life. But some of them take so long to charge. I know. That would be the problem. I mean like that's a problem. You have to have the supercharging stations. Yeah. Where it takes like you... fifteen to twenty minutes to get a full charge. Which I wish they would have those for phones or anything else. (laughs) (laughs) So rents. Yes. Rents in Orlando have gone up 65%. Wow. That's untenable. People cannot live. So I'm a libertarian. I've made it very well known. However, you have to take care of your people. I don't believe there's a government answer. I think there's an ethical answer. There's just a normal person answer. That Yes, you can make as much money as you can, but at some point. You're, you're going to lose your entire base of people to 
to feed your rent because they're not going to be able to afford it. So you're going to have empty housing. And then it's going to be, well, it's whose fault is it? And, and then the people want rent control. Well, that's not going to work because then there's no investment money. Who's going to put money into an investment? Are we seeing the same thing in apartments that we are yeah. in homes? Oh, apartments are worse. Really? Oh, my God. Like those Southwood units, they put uh, all those I, apartments. They were bad. One bedroom with. is 1600 Come on. That's you insane. don't even have comps. They can't even fill them. They can't even fill them. Where are they gonna? Where are you gonna get your people from? It ain't from the seventeen dollar an hour people. No, which and you know. And the utility bills are outrageous. And just saying that is hard to digest. Seventeen dollars an hour is a pretty good wage. I mean, let's be realistic. For uneducated, for the most part, high right. school degree. I'm just that's saying, fair. I mean, we've just come. But from you got to be able to afford to live. Right, but I'm, we just came from a place of we all hope to make like. Ten, twelve dollars an hour. Now you can make seventeen, and you still can't live. Uh uh-uh. uh When inflation is at seven percent and your increases are at three, you're constantly going to be in a battle. Our average last year was nine hundred and thirty-five dollars a month in rent. Our average this year in one year is fourteen twenty-four. If you are a state worker, which the majority of our people are with FSU or the state of Florida, you're making thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour. You have two families, in law, whatever, how many partners, you got child support, whatever you got. That is not enough to support 1424. No, for sure. There will be so many other things just for shelter that people cannot afford. And I am a libertarian. I'm 100% capitalist, but I'm also 100% come on. But that's what happens when hedge funds are the big big owners of property but that also has been a big driving force in putting people in the buying market is that the, they can't uh, afford it they can't rents, control rents mm-hmm. rents used to be somewhat palatable with regards to what a mortgage payment would be and there are some people that are better renters than they will ever be homeowners i get it however you can't afford to not be a homeowner at this point you're paying for the privilege to rent and have the freedom to rent. That's like the embedded tax, if you will. For sure. And then you're going to rent with three dogs. You know I me? Mean? Okay. No, you're not. So I, you we, think you we are. sold a townhome. But you're not. And as a, just part of our value proposition, we, we place tenants in the townhome at no cost to the owner, the new owner. It's just something we do for investors. Oh, my God. The amount of people. The amount of people with massive dogs who want to rent a thousand square foot apartment. And then they will go back and tell me, oh, it's a service animal. Mm -mm. You should have said that up front. Yeah. And I have no problem with however many animals you want to have and what animals you want to have. You're not able to care for them. You're not able to. You cannot rent like that. That's not a. Oh, they do. They shouldn't. And in many cases, they are complaining because they can't. Mm -hmm. They want to. But they can't. So you're you're paying a two hundred and fifty dollar deposit for whoever whoever's charging. That does not cover the damage of that close. dog. It just doesn't cover the damage. I mean, I, I I don't understand. Those people should buy, and that's that. And they can't because they've got four dogs that they're paying dog food for. Like it's so much. Well, I got to have my hunting dogs, or I got to have my. Well, you also need a place to live. Yeah, you so priorities here. Dogs. You can't. 
You got to make yourself look like the best. Ten- and as soon as that person says to me, well, I'll just go get a ser- You have no idea. I'll just go get a service animal certificate. I will never answer your call again because I know now you're a fraud. Mm. So I just don't answer your call. I don't have to answer your call. There's no rule. I mean, I, it, I don't. And lady's like, well, I'll just give the dog. Then she's like, I'll just give the dogs to a friend. You're not giving the dogs to a friend. Let me just we say all know that. I'm going to say this out loud because this was going through my head. Good. It is the same situation with regards to legalizing pot. There is no reason not. You don't need to go get a license to get whatever you're going to get at the pot store. The truth is everybody's got a license. Okay. Same thing. Everybody's it's like got a, a gun. Yeah. Every dog you have is now a service animal. Right. Let's just call it what it is. If you, you cannot regulate things that you're not going to regulate. Period. You can't. So quit trying and quit making yourself look stupid. <laughs> I mean, it just bothers me. Like, if everything you have is going to be a service animal, then the reality is that everybody's got a service animal. It's just to re- it's say what it is and just mean what it is. I, it drives me nuts. I'm, I'm, well, they're like, well, that's not a pet. Well, it's also not a service animal because you just told me. Like, I, I'm not unringing that bell. Well, and the part that bothers me is the people who actually need the service animals or the people who actually need... Are, are bringing a peacock are, are, on the plane. Right, or, or need to have... <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Remember they brought a I mean, peacock yes, on the which plane? which is absolutely... Service which animals is my should favorite never animal be a, peacock. a peacock. I know, but you shouldn't have a peacock. No, I don't want to have I mean, have no one can have a peacock as a... I mean, somebody she, she'd does. She'd hold that thing out. I don't understand That's that. hilarious. That's but crazy. the fact that our politicians, because I'm not even going to say our government, our politicians cannot tell people this is we are allowed to ask if it's a service animal we the landlords are constantly being defrauded insurance companies won't pay for the for the tenant abuse to a property they call it extreme use they won't pay and then then landlords aren't allowed to recoup what they've lost because our politicians told them they can't recoup the and rent and then you wonder why you're paying 400 extra dollars a so month so that's why you're paying it but honestly a lot of these people who did not succumb to that these landlords, really, come on, be ethical about what you're doing. For sure. I mean, you're pushing people out that literally, it's like those mobile homes on the south, whatever, north side, south of town, Well, whatever. that's the part that really bothers me is that you're, you're you know, it, it's always hurting the few in order to support all. And it just drives me crazy. I mean, because there are people who need service animals. There are people yep. who actually need to have their marijuana for pain or whatever it is. I get it. I'm not against it, but you can't. You can't give it to everyone. Regulate the things you can. Right. This is a good song. It's Donny Hathaway. It's Patty Wilson and Scott Coward. Eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. Welcome back. It's Patty and Scott, 850-656-0009. I got to thank Scott for changing his schedule around to come in today. He was going to be on the road to Jacksonville. He was going to be gone. But all the rain and stuff stopped him. So. Yes, but he'll be so leaving in the morning when once he gets a spray tan and puts the towel so on the seat of his early car. Afternoon. <laughs> He's out of here. So, first segment we talked about. I got to show houses in Ponte Vedra. Yeah, we talked about. What did we talk about? First segment. 
Oh, the market, the bubble, the appraisal gap. Yep. And then we talked about more inflation and rents and now fake sellers and fake landlords. Go so, on. Right. So uh, placing a tenant for a seller, you know, yeah. someone who just bought a townhome with us. Fantastic. Great guys coming in. Well, he was like, I hadn't really talked to him. And he's like, can you please call me? And I was like, sure, I'll call you. And he's like, no, can you please call me now? I was like, oh, okay, I better call him now. So he was afraid because he's already lost money. He lost money on another rental that I was fake. He said, I looked you up and you have a radio show and everything, but I thought you were fine, but I needed to hear your voice so I knew because he gave $1,000 to someone and lost it. Oh, my goodness. I said, well, I have a bunch of licenses, so I'm not really interested in taking your $1,000. Whoa. I'm nursing like, like when you lose one license for whatever you do bad, you lose them all. I'm like, I ain't losing your, but I completely understood his, you know, like his fear. So it's such a big deal. These wow. fake people and they're, they're renting out houses that are not theirs. So happened in Wakulla County, told a story today. Investor owned a home, sold it, absentee owner. He's up north. The investor kept renting out the house. He didn't own the house. That's insane. Well, the balls. I, the sheer unadulterated just, balls of people. I just don't. And think about it. You're going to go, like, the owner can go back and sue the guy. I but know. But now you've got three years of lawsuits, and he still has your money, and good luck getting it back. When people do stuff like this, it always makes me sit back and think, did you really think none of this was going to come out? Like, did you think this was just going to be okay? Other realtors, I just situation here in town, they told their landlords it was a certain amount of rent, but they were collecting a higher rent. Shut your mouth. Mm -hmm. Whoa, that's a problem. And they got paid all back. Yeah. I mean, they the fact that they're not in jail. And how the... It, or have still have their license. That's what I was going for. Yeah, still have their license. I mean, the, the whole thing about us being realtors and managing. So you are telling someone you're getting twelve hundred a month in rent, and you're the taking them fifteen hundred. The lack of ethics on that. And you still you should, have your license. You should not. You should not. You still have your license. You should not. You absolutely should not. Because you cried. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care That's either. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. All sorts of stuff going on. So I completely, guys, like, call me. I called because I didn't know what the reason was. And he's like, I just needed to know. And I said, I have I have a few safe gaps. I mean, I'm always reading and I'm trying to understand how these things take place. So I'm like, don't send the full amount. Send a dollar. Send a random amount. I'll tell you how much you sent. Then we can proceed. I'm like, I, mean, I don't want you to feel like that. I don't want you to feel like something's not going to be real. No, I want you to feel like you're trying to get back into your QuickBooks account because that's what it takes. <laughs> like it's bad, <laughs> Ask right? me. Or because, cable. Because I know. <laughs> My ancestry might as well need the DNA to get in there if you lose your password. I'm telling you. And and it, because it's our business. They'll forge passwords. Well, because they it's our us. business. I had to, I was texting you like, what's your social? <laughs> what's, what, your what's our tax ID? <laughs> I know. I know nothing. I'm just the but, one I mean, handling they're, it. They're putting up coded lock boxes on a home that's not theirs. That's just awful. I mean, it's, it's all very awful. ridiculous. It really is. And you and you kind of have to really stay ahead of it. That's the that's that's my point. Like when you're sitting there and deceiving people, right? 
how you would have to stay ahead of a lie or deception like that is manpower my brain does not have. Like, I am, I'm, I work a lot. I mean, I'm always up, I'm always out, I'm always doing things. My brain does not work in deception, and I don't understand people's who's do. And that's just awful for people that have experienced that, especially because they're also desperately trying to get a home, a place to live, a roof. But when when the corporate entities have made housing the the backbone with these rights or REITs or whatever they are of their investment portfolio, you're going to have a bigger problem. Oh, for sure. No doubt. You're going to have more fraud. And, yeah. and it's it's how do we help the consumer feel comfortable when they're sending money here locally? Uh, cashier's checks are king. Down in South Florida, they won't they won't even touch a cashier's check because there's so much fake cashier checks. So what do they have to do? They wire. wire. I mean, and, they wire. And that, just have and that, present, and that presents its own right. So you have of... to have like well, it's just like our friends who bought the house and they were trying to wire money. Oh, that was awful. I and they bad. couldn't wire money, which makes sense. Well, I mean, they the couldn't bank... wire the amount of money. Yeah, that it was three hundred fifty thousand. Right. They that couldn't they, wire that it. They, I mean, obviously had the money. It had been confirmed. It had been gone through, but they weren't able to do it without standing in front of them. But they just moved from New Jersey, so nothing is here. And the sellers who'd lived here forever, had no comprehension of how that worked because they'd never wired money, probably. Probably. And they stayed in their house and they worked their lives. Correct. So they had no understanding, empathy, or compassion about it either. I I think the whole thing was just an oddity, but there's got to be more of that these days, considering. And and you have to not fault the bank for not allowing a massive check. And even when she went, okay, so her check finally clears. She goes to cash it, get a check from Capital City, and they're like, it's too big. We need you to have, like, three managers sign off. And she's in front of, of them. them. Yeah, that's... It was like they wanted to check the parking lot to make sure that there weren't kidnappers out and there. And quite frankly, you can't blame them. You, you can't you, blame you them. You can't blame them with as much going on as there is. And, like, South Florida, we always use them as, like... And it's a shame, but there's so much foreign investment money yeah, that, that can be so easily frauded. It's so easily fraud. I've always wondered why there was so much push in cashier's checks because I've gotten one. They almost seem as easy to forge as anything else. So I'm surprised that there's not more. Well, when we were using the title company that before that's now kind of defunct. Yeah. And uh, and even now with Anchor Title, I go into Centennial because my accounts are Centennial. Right. They call and verify every time. Good. They call and verify with the title company because that title check is like cash. Right. It's no different than a cashier's check. Right. So they call and verify. I'm like, thank you. And I always thank them. Yeah, and you should. Please because... do not take that short step. Please do not feel pressured by a consumer who doesn't understand the back end side of something. Please do not take that short step. Well, it's it's funny. But because... it's going to raise rates. It's going to raise anytime there's massive amount of fraud. It's going to raise the prices for everybody. Uh, of course, because it requires more manpower. There, there's no... Well, think of the Craigslist, which we don't really think about anymore. How many people take a listing off of, you know, it's a home for sale. I check Craigslist almost every day. People are like, what do you do all day? I'm checking behind everyone else. So you have your house listed, and then thieves from whatever country will say, They're Belarus. 
They'll Craigslist? put it on Craigslist to try and get ten and have them send money. That's again, what they're again, doing. Again, my brain does not even compute. Like I, none of this. I, I get that people do stuff like this, but it just doesn't. So when we list a home, we me. list a home. I'm always checking Craigslist to make sure it's not on there because you got to report it and they'll take it down almost immediately. But it happens. Well, one of my fraterni- no- one of my fraternity brothers had an issue, and then he ended up contacting you, I think, because mm-hmm. it was something similar to that. That somebody was. Somebody was doing something. It was a rental, but was doing something that he didn't agree with. And so I was like, I gave him your information and it was, it was resolved. But my, my brain, I'm in, pardon me, but I'm in houses way too much and they just don't talk back and they're normally not fraudulent. So <laughs> it's really easy for me from that end. Can I handle a transaction? Absolutely. And I question most things that come across people, but I, there are certain things that just, I absolutely do not understand how short-sighted the world is in terms of deception for the long-term problems that it causes. I just don't get it. It's not something that makes sense to me. It's not me either, but I, I read about it so that I can help. No, I'm glad that you do because, I mean, that's educational for mm-hmm. people like me who don't, it wouldn't make sense to so me. So the point and the moral of this story is if you're working with someone and they don't understand why you're having safeguards, explain it. Right. So we explained on that transaction, look, this is the, and they still didn't believe us. They did not believe us. They did not believe that it was going to take 10 days to clear a check. They did not believe that, that they, even though the bank verifies the finances, the bank verifies the cash, cash to close, they didn't believe us. And it, it all worked out. Everything was fine. But I think people on both sides, new agents should get educated in this fraud. They right. really need to For get sure. educated. No Even doubt. the old agents need to get educated. Now. Apparently. So that was a fun show. And very quick. It's always house and talk fun. with a happy ending. Each and every time. Patty and Scott, 850-656-0009.